and welcome to another episode of Break the Cycle with me, your host, Joshua Smith. Hope everyone's having a wonderful evening. I don't know if it's playing the music. Is it playing my music? I can't hear it. I don't know why I can't hear it. I have it on monitor too, but whatever. Who cares? Who gives a shit? Uh, guys, I have some very sad news for you tonight um, before, we get, before we get too far into this. Uh, our good friend, Josh Denny, who's one of my favorites. I've had him on the show several times. He was supposed to be here with us tonight. Unfortunately, he has uh, had to take the night off due to a medical emergency. Um, and so we will not have him with us tonight. I'm very, very sorry if you were as excited to have him here as I am. Uh, unfortunately, that just is not the case. We will reschedule make sure that Josh Denny is on the show ASAP. Uh, guys, check out toplapses.com, the man, the myth, the legend, my good friend and partner on Break the Cycle, where you can get this great Break the Cycle custom uh, dark camo hoodie that you see me wearing tonight by using EDC at checkout for a 10% discount. Or you can join the Patreon subscribe star, become a member of the YouTube channel under all my videos by hitting the join link, where you can get into a private Discord server and get uh, up to 30% off two weeks before it goes to the general public of all of Top Lopses. Uh Brand new gear. It's good stuff. Brian likes it, right, man? Yeah, it fits him great, right, right? I wouldn't really know. I don't have any gear yet. I, and Ryan is on the couch tonight. You'll notice, uh, unfortunately, AJ also could not be here tonight. Um, he's uh, he's out at a PTO meeting, <laughs> doing his PTO thing. Um, so we won't have AJ or Josh I think, uh, unfortunately, my good friend Ryan is having an existential crisis right now. Uh, a rough patch. A little rough, rough patch. Uh, he'll be okay, though. Ryan, you, can you want to tell the story about what happened? Yeah. So, me and my little brother were in a basketball league. I me up, but uh, me and my older brother were in a basketball league. Last night, we are no longer in said basketball league because the team we played with week one uh, yesterday at 1 p.m. texted us and said, hey, the game's at 7.50. Be there, you know, white shirt, so, and everything. And at 6 o'clock, as I'm I'm already changed into my shorts, got my shoes and everything, going out to buy a white shirt... They say, ah, we don't want you anymore. We don't need you. Uh, this is how bad he is at basketball. But mind you, uh, last week, I was the second leading scorer on the team, and I played the least amount of minutes. He was just a little bit better than Le- LeBron James. Yeah. I I pulled out the move that made LeBron cry. Uh, poor guy, man. Everybody, yeah. you, you know what? You, you got to give the guy some yep cocks mm-hmm. in the chat to make him feel better. We uh, even showed up to the game and talked to them. And they were like, yeah, we're we're just not going to do it. And I was like, what the hell, man? Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty messed up, dude. That, that mm-hmm. sucks. I don't know. Is, they, they didn't give you any kind of reason as all, at all? They, they just said, we, we want to get as many minutes as possible. Well, last week, they were fucking dying. They were just like almost keeled over, and that's when we came off the bench because they only had six players last week, and we were we were there as free agents trying to find a team because the guy who set the whole thing up told us, "Hey, that's the best way. 
you're you're going to be able to get to play. So we did that. Uh, uh, Will Hobson's in the chat saying yeah. he can barely hear us. I don't know why. I don't. I don't either. Uh, maybe it was the, maybe I have the song up the background. <laughs> maybe I need to fix that. I did turn up the volume a little bit on our microphones too. Um, I just I gotta I gotta get like I I have the sound dialed in a lot better, but mm-hmm. I keep fucking with the volume on the, on my mic because I keep oh yeah trying to finish recording that song. If Andy, if you're watching, I'll have it done by Thursday evening. But um, yeah, look out for yeah. that. My friend Andy Coombs putting out a really dope. So like, really good metal album and i have some guest vocals on it nice. so i'm very excited about it so like last week when we were walking out uh after we won we were chatting it up having a good time and we we're like yeah we're on the team right there and we got told multiple times yeah you're like on the team for sure like this is this is a for sure thing and i was like cool because i wanted to make sure exactly what happened didn't get happened and we got done so absolutely dirty and i'm i was ready to hurt somebody <laughs> last night i was really fucking in minecraft might make you feel better no so the other the other day my kids asked me what's what's the worst grade for you in school and i had i had to tell them it was the fourth grade well why was it the fourth grade dad i said because i i had no friends i spent when i talked i stuttered all that good stuff right I was a fat kid, and uh, my teacher actually had the class vote on whether or not I could go on a field trip, and two kids raised their hands for me to go. My friend Joel Biles and my good friend Mike Wilhite, who have been my lifelong, well, Mike Wilhite's been my lifelong friend. Two kids, and they didn't let me go on the fucking field trip. You want to talk about fucking a child up? To the point of like, like my, my I go I look back and I'm like I'm like what's like one event that I can that I can like point to that fucked me up so bad that I just was like lashed out at everyone. That was the one that and, mm-hmm. I, and her name's Miss Gianni. I don't know if she's still alive, yeah. but if she is, fuck you, Miss Gianni. Uh, TJ, I doubt you're you're uh, listening to this, but go fuck yourself, dude. Like, go stick an entire blender up your asshole. Oh, Jesus, dude. <laughs> go stick an entire blender up your asshole. I turned my mic up too, Will, so let me know if I sound better now. I don't know. Um, guys, go check out anthemplanning.com, executive producer of the show. Uh, they are amazing. They're doing a wonderful job that the government has historically sucked at much cheaper and much more efficiently. They help organizations solve unsolvable problems in the technology and HR arenas. Uh, Their team leads by example. Anthem consultants have led their own organizations through demanding periods of change. Now they help clients succeed in the face of technology and personnel challenges. Plus, they're amazing people. If you own a business, you need them. Trust me. Trust me. I know know people who they have helped, and uh, and it's, it's worth every penny. And it's not expensive either, so... You have a business, you're trying to start a business, any of that good stuff, and you need, you need help planning, please hit them up. I promise you it's worth it. Ryan, how you doing, buddy? Are you, I really feel like you're down today, dude. I am. I'm, I'm down today. Like, I won't deny it. Like, I feel like we should do like a whole Q&A today. And just, just, we, we could. We could just have the chat ask Ryan a bunch of questions and yeah. cheer him up because he, he can pontificate. You're... He could like do his intellectual pontification mm-hmm. shit and it'll make him smile. Okay. <laughs> uh, um, jo- your, your son, Joshua, your four, 420th, 69th child, oh, uh, asked if it's the, the first time I've ever been angry. No. I've been I've been angry many a times. Yeah, he's, on my... he's written several strongly letters for sure. Oh, uh, the one of the most angry I, I've ever been was on my wedding day. Oh, good. 
that's yeah. a, that's a good time to be that angry. Mm-hmm. Well, I I learned you didn't that catch your wife in the back room with some other dude or something. Oh no, I I learned that our venue, uh, because of the actions of an individual that I won't call out here, but I our venue was 120 degrees. When guests got oh, there. Oh, you told me about that. Yeah. And you had to get all the fans and AC, portable ACs and yep. shit. Yep. I, I went through all of that work, spent nearly $1,000, hours and hours and hours of time strategizing. We used every last watt of power that the building had to offer. We planned out and did everything that we could, and someone else decided their plan to blow air in from outside and down from the ceiling was far superior to my months of planning. And I I was... You're, rela- seeing... You're related to this person, are you? <laughs> yeah, I am uh, now yeah. related to this person. <laughs> <laughs> of course you are, buddy. That sucks. So he was much more mad on his uh, wedding day than when they he got mm-hmm. picked last for uh, basketball yeah. and then told he couldn't even play. Yeah. I'm, I mean, the the... See, if we would have gone there and yeah. not gotten to play, that would have hurt a lot less than being told, yeah, we want you on our team. And then right before the game starts to be like, nah, we don't, we don't want you. Because I, I had been looking forward to it all week. I'd, like, I would, I, basketball is a game I could just get addicted and lost. And, and You're, you don't want to get lost on the court during basketball, dude. That's a terrible way to try and win games, dude. <laughs> But I, I basketball is my favorite game to play, and I, I just love the sport. And like it's... one of my least favorites, but I'm mm-hmm. pretty good at it for a fat old dude. <laughs> uh, you'd be surprised. I, I, I was really good at football. I, if I had, okay, look, my son Tato mm-hmm. is going to be two at the end of this month, right? They're on on uh, New Year's Eve. My son Tato will be two. He's obviously very uh, athletically inclined. The kid mm-hmm. can already, he's not two yet, and he can, he can literally throw a regulation-sized football, okay? So Julia, my fiance, has been like, hey, we need to get him signed up for something mm-hmm. so that he can get some dexterity and agility and all that good stuff and, and start learning how to fall correctly because he's probably going to be an athlete. And I'm like, yeah, he does, he does seem like he's going to be mm-hmm. an athlete. She's like, we should get him in gymnastics. And I'm like, no. That's fucking gay. I can't do it, right? And and she's like, no, seriously, you have to get him in gymnastics. I'm telling you, you really need to put him in gymnastics. And I was like, I, I, this has been months that we've been talking mm-hmm. about this. And um, and so I I was uh watching some Dallas Cowboys, you know, fucking propaganda all day today. <laughs> we we love football po- propaganda. Yeah, I love outside. And literally, there's like sh- I'll watch shit from my teams, and it'll like bring a tear to my eye. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, oh yeah, dude, they're they're having so much fun out there. I'm so proud. Mm-hmm. And 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 it, it reminds me that like I had opportunities, right? Like I could have taken these opportunities if I would have fucking dedicated myself. I was an athlete too. You know, I mean, I started wrestling when I was four years old. I wrestled for a decade. I did MMA on and off for a decade. I played football into my 30s. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I had opportunities to to do these things, and I didn't take advantage of them. And when I was young, I didn't have uh, agility and 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 mm-hmm. dexterity training. Right? Like nobody helped me out with that shit. I had to do it all on my own. And so, um, <laughs> and so uh, I was watching Dallas Cowboys stuff today, and Mika Parsons and some other uh, people that I Mika? that I Mika Parsons, whatever, dude. <laughs> I was I was watching them speak and 
a couple of them started talking mm-hmm. about how they did like gymnastics when they were little and shit. And I'm like, God, oh man. So I immediately was like, all right, let's do this. So I, I texted Julia. I'm like, I'm going to sign him up for gymnastics. So I signed him up for gymnastics and he starts daddy and me gymnastics mm-hmm. tomorrow. So daddy will be doing gymnastics with him on Wednesdays at, at uh, 630 um, at a, a place that uh, Sean Johnson and uh, Gabby Douglas what did you uh their gymnastics wow. and, and went to the olympics from and trained for the olympics so it's a good place at least and hopefully mm-hmm. you know i'm gonna go in and be like listen i don't want him to do any of that weird shit okay i just want him to get some dexterity and yeah. agility and be no. ready to play football you know mm-hmm. what i mean yeah no like massages or yeah no whatever. don't don't touch don't whatever touch whatever the cia teach, teach him how up. to fall and jump over shit and like run and and uh and he doesn't need to learn how to do the tango or anything like that but um yeah, so so my littlest dude, uh, my second littlest dude now is uh, is gonna be doing gymnastics tomorrow, but it's only to to lay the the, the blueprint. Yeah, so he can so he can de- develop that bend as an edge rusher to be able to get to the quarterback. Well, no, better. he's he's not gonna be an edge rusher. That kid uh, is that kid is a quarterback through and through, dude. Oh no that that kid that kid is in the trenches. Have you seen the size of he's him? He's a monster. That that kid is in the trenches. <laughs> he is an absolute monster. But but you know I he could he could end up being six foot four and one hundred and ninety <laughs> pounds, and he'd be perfect for mm-hmm. for uh, being a QB too. It just depends. He's 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 as wide as a tank right now. Yeah, and he's not like abnormally tall. Uh, he's because he's our baby to be that. Yeah, you know. <laughs> that like six one, six two, two ninety defensive tackle that eats up blocks on running down and has a six swim move yeah. on passing downs. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think I think I want him to be a quarterback. So I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna train him to be a quarterback because I. Was that was my what I wanted to do? I always wanted to be a quarterback, uh, and they say if you can't do, you teach, right? And so I know how to spiral the ball, I know how to move, I know how to t- get out of the pocket and run around, and so I'm going to teach him how to do all those things. And then if he becomes some big giant kid and he doesn't want to play quarterback anymore, that's okay. Are you seeing the chat at all? Uh yeah, they're all they're all they're all arguing <laughs> over the Ryan Rian thing. So. <laughs> So um, my wife is trying to is correcting people about the proper spelling of my name. And it is spelled R-Y-A-N, but I'm okay with R-I-A-N because it's a combination of my name and Ian. Yeah. Have you seen the bit I've been doing on Angela McArdle? on what? twitter no so she started tweeting about ian from timcast and so i started replying to all of her tweets oh pretending God. to be ian that's fucking hilarious so after she announced her baby i said congrats from all of us here at timcast oh my god timcast is i think they're going through some like turmoil over there at timcast yeah they've had they've had people leave they've had controversy i mean they got their place got broken into uh, last night. They, I think they, they been shot swat- at someone, they've and I don't know if they several times hit too. them. And yeah, they were swatted several times. They've been swatted, swatted as well. Yeah, yeah. You guys feel free to drop uh, questions in the chat. It, it, we prefer super mm-hmm. chats, but we're just doing a uh, a low a low profile show tonight yeah. since Josh Denny couldn't show up, unfortunately. But. Uh, uh, Will Hobbs asked, uh, what cartoon from my childhood influenced my sense of humor? I would, I wouldn't necessarily, I don't know if it counts as a cartoon, but Garfield, like the comic strip, that was a big influence on uh, my humor because I didn't, I didn't watch a whole lot of TV growing up. 
uh, we were we were involved in a lot of things, and so it was it was only only a couple couple hours of TV a week at most. Spent a lot and of then, time at church. Not really. No. Mostly a lot of time playing sports. You were? Did you play? You played a lot of sports. All of them except wrestling because that shit's gay. I will literally tonight's gonna be the night you get punched in the mouth. Don't you ever disrespect my sport ever again. Do you understand me? That's the best. That's the that's the hardest, dude. I would love to see you go through one single day of wrestling practice without puking. I one like I could I could do it physically. No, you couldn't. You would. Th- I've never met a kid who was like, oh yeah, wrestling's gay, and then went to a wrestling practice and did not puke repeatedly. Oh, I, like especially especially when I was younger, I I could have done that. I want to no see problem. you do. I want to see you do fifteen minutes of snake drills without puking. What are snake drills? Exactly. Exactly, dude. You would puke your brains out. Listen, I played football and I wrestled. Right, wrestling. What the practice? Just the practice for wrestling was at least ten times harder than a practice for football. And that's with running lines and all the same shit that you do mm-hmm. in football. Running up the up the bleachers and all that stuff that you do in football. Wrestling mm-hmm. practice was ten times harder. Oh, so our tennis team in high school, uh, players used to sign up for tennis the wrestlers used to sign up for tennis just so they could get in better shape yeah because the tennis practices were more intense than wrestling no. you had a you had a gay wrestling school that wasn't very good i state champs multiple times Dude, I, I, it's the, it was the only sport we were good at i'm telling you right now there's nothing harder than a wrestling practice except for maybe a, a, like a full blown hour long mma like team practice well have you ever pract- have you ever done sprints of butterfly and uh, swimming yeah i was a swimmer i didn't yeah. know that uh, yeah that butterfly is intense that that uh, doesn't that doesn't get you to like throw throw up but man does it wear you down Russ, i'm telling you right now i want to see you i want to see you go to like lulu wrestles okay mm-hmm. twice a week i want to see you go to a, a, a five-year-old's wrestling practice and spend one hour doing wrestling practice i want to see if you can handle it i bet you couldn't i i bet we i don't know i don't know if now I could because I'm not I'm not in the shape I was growing up, but like growing up, I have no question that I could do it. I don't think you no could question either. whatsoever. I don't think you could. I could. I could run ten miles and be fine. That doesn't that doesn't mean shit. I do, could do it. Run run two miles doing refrigerator carries. I don't know what refrigerator. That's where you take are. the heavyweight and you put him on your back, and he just hangs off your back, and you have to run. Okay. Wrestlers are the hardest motherfuckers. Dude, a wrestler just fought a bear, bro. Yeah. Did you have you not seen that news? No, I haven't. Dude, listen to this. I'm gonna look it up because it's one of the greatest things I've ever heard. Uh, I believe it's a Wyoming wrestler. Hold on, I'm gonna I'm gonna read this to you. This is wrestle, wrestlers fight off bear attack. Hey. Okay, listen. College wrestlers mauled in gruesome grizzly bear attack. A group of college wrestlers from Wyoming faced their toughest opponent yet over the weekend. Kendall Cummings and Brad Lowry, wrestling teammate at Northwest College in Powell, Wyoming, were mauled by a grizzly bear Saturday while antler hunting. The young men were released from a Billings, Montana hospital this week, convinced someone out there is looking out for me and Kendall. Lowry was the first one attacked, uh, the first one the Grizzly attacked, he told CNN. While making his way back to his car alongside Cummings, Lowry said he noticed bear marks on the ground just as he began to point to them. Uh, To his friend, he started hearing crashing coming through the tree. Lowry said he only had time to yell, bear, bear, before the Grizzly tackled him, causing him to fall about five feet off a small ledge. It started chomping at me pretty good. It got a hold of my left arm. It was shaking me around, broke my left arm. Cummings tried to get the bear's attention by yelling and throwing things at it. 
And when that didn't work, he jumped down and grabbed the bear and yanked it off me. The bear came for Cummings. Cummings told KSL the bear tackled me, chewed me up a bear a bit, and then the bear wandered off and Cummings yelled for Lowry, according to KSL. But before he heard a response, the bear came back for round two, this time biting Cummings on the head and cheek. Lowry said he ran up the mountain to call 911 and after reaching emergency responders, happened to look down and see August Harrison and Orrin Jackson, two other teammates he and Cummings had, separa- uh, had separated from during the hike. The three connected with each other and Harrison continued back up the mountain to find Cummings. Harrison said he found Ca- Cummings limping down the mountain drenched in blood. Asked me how he looked and said, you look great, we gotta go. The group took turns carrying Cummings, who suffered the worst injuries, back towards the trailhead. They said they walked about a mile before they were picked up by farmers and eventually emergency responders. You have to understand that the mentality, just the mentality alone of wrestlers, is on a whole different level than any other sport. I know a lot of people are like, oh, wrestling's gay. It's just two men grinding on each other, dude. If you have never wrestled a full match through two OTs, bro, you don't know what kind of heart it takes to get through just a single wrestling match, let alone practice at it for years, cut weight constantly because every wrestler cuts weight. No one wants to wrestle at their natural weight class, dude. That's fucking stupid. I wait. I walk around at like 240 right now, 230. If I was to go and do an MMA fight, I'd fight at 185. You know what I mean? And I'd have and three that's months. what my weight is now. Right. And, and, I would, and I would cut to be as skinny as you. And I would do it without a problem because... You'd have to be I've done skinnier it my whole life. than me because you're a couple of... You're like yeah. two inches taller. Yeah. I'd have to, I've, I, and I had to do it my whole life. I cut weight mm-hmm. my, for 10 years. And then, uh, and then of course I trained MMA. I never, I was never an MMA fighter. And I want to make that very clear. I did mixed martial arts, uh, jujitsu, Muay Thai. And, and, uh, I did judo and American kickboxing and, and boxing, uh, on and off for like 10 years. Yeah. Like I, I don't have questions. I could have done the physical side, but like the, uh, I was, I was in phenomenal shape. Like, no, I I have no doubt about it that I could I could have handled like wrestling workouts, but just the the sport of wrestling just unsettled. It, it's me. the fucking most hardcore sport. It's the only sport where a guy can literally pick you up and slam you on the back of your head. Legally, yes. I'm just saying, dude, like combat sports are fucking hard. And that's the first combat. That's the original combat sport, dude. It's the original Olympic sport, the first one. And now they've taken it fucking out of the Olympics because that's just, I mean, I don't don't even know. It it, makes me want to cry. The, was it the Romans that started the Olympics, right? Uh, Sure. I don't know. I don't, I don't know that much. Larry, thank you for the $20. Weren't the, weren't the Romans, uh, known for being gay <laughs> i mean you're you're pretty known for being gay on the show so i mean i wouldn't be no no i'm houses. known for being autistic <laughs> same, same shit uh larry thanks for the 20 dollars super chat he said made you look i do appreciate you it makes a lot it makes us very happy when you guys throw super chats for uh taking our two nights a week to come hang out with you it, it does really it, it's a big thing for us so thank you um dude let's talk about these twitter files okay we're, we're like almost 30 minutes in the show we're talking about gay wrestling so uh <laughs> oh, it was Greeks. Just... Okay, Greeks. It was Greeks, yeah. You gonna call Aristotle gay? I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> Taken after uh, Diogenes, just calling all other philosophers gay and fake. Yeah, that's <laughs> what you should do. I mean, that's listen. If you're if it's not uh, Murray Rothbard, you're faking gay. I mean, sorry, or Hoppe, I guess. Anybody who came from Mises tradition and Austrian t- tradition, everyone else, every other philosopher is, is wrong and gay and fake. I don't know. Nietzsche, Nietzsche is pretty cool. No, he's, I think he's, he's one of the cool. worst, dude. 
he's got some very good points. Let's let's take it point by point, okay? Mm-hmm. The staring into the abyss thing, amazing. Yeah. One of the best from the, thus spoke Sathursta, mm-hmm. right? One of the best quotes of all time. I, I believe that it's it's very real and people need to take it into account. But he's a fucking leftist, dude. Yeah. He's a he's a collectivist oh, fucking communist. I, I think I think he has very interesting thoughts. I don't think you should model yourself ne- necessarily after Nietzsche, but his points yeah. on like embracing kind of the, the the chaos in your life is very good. Yeah, um uh Shannon Ryan is the good kind of gay, not like Funko Pop gay. But he probably likes Funko Pop. No, you no. You probably got a bunch of Funko Pop. No, I'm too you. cheap. Uh they are so they are getting fucking expensive, dude. You guys know I do like buy, I do like buying and reselling mm-hmm. of all kinds of shit, but mostly sports cards and and comics. But I do uh I do a lot of antiques and all kinds of other shit and um, man, I watched the price of those fucking Funko Pop dolls go way, way up, dude. It's crazy to me. My wife asks if if I'm gay, what does that make her? A, a dude. <laughs> <laughs> just to, I could hear her laughing upstairs. I literally heard her just laugh upstairs. Yeah, she she has a she has a very loud laugh, but uh, she she gets that from her mom's side because her mom has a loud laugh, and then her grandmother, it's like a a freaking supersonic. At least it's not like Fran Drescher. A what? Fran Drescher? God, you're such a baby. You don't know who Fran Dresser, Drescher is? No. She was on a show called The Nanny, and she's got the most like New York laugh of all time. <laughs> I can't even do it. It was terrible. But she like became famous for it. That's how she got famous. Hmm. You really it's, don't know who Fran Drescher no. is? God, I mean, that's baby. still a better reason to be famous than Kim, Gar- Kim Kardashian. Yeah, no shit, right? Um, I want to know, if anybody's listening to the show, uh, is it is there an echo on my mic tonight? I have Ryan's other mic, the the red one, uh, muted. Um, and so it's just the mics that are on the audio interface. So I'd like to know if I have the, the echo when I get loud like this. Uh, and if not, then we know that it's just that damn red mic's fault. So mm-hmm. let us know. Uh, Twitter files, dude. Listen, so if you haven't paid attention to the Twitter files, it's fucking amazing, mm-hmm. okay? Uh, essentially, it's crazy. Um, essentially, they released that um, Twitter was taking orders from the Biden campaign on who to, who to sack. I mean, they were literally getting lists of Twitter yeah, followers. Yeah, they were, they were a branch of government. Yeah, but they were getting, well... Basically. Yeah, so there was there was no... There was no government involvement is what the left keeps saying. No government involvement. See, it's totally fine. And it's like, okay, Twitter was taking marching orders on who to delete from their platform from a presidential campaign of that consists of a prior vice president, several active staffers for government officials, um, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Now, this, this is, there's no fucking way in hail. 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 That's what we call hell here in Iowa because it's hail. Um, I've never heard that in Iowa before. I wasn't asking you. <laughs> uh, so, so, uh, it, 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 I mean, where the fuck was I going with this? You told, you made me see, fuck me up. Uh, it's, it's it, the hell they weren't right. I mean, what is it? What the fuck are they uh, they, they, it was 100% taking marching orders from the democratic mm-hmm. party who has tons of fucking government officials in it. Um, if the Libertarian Party had been giving marching orders to Twitter on who to remove from their platform, the left would be up in arms. If the Republicans were legitimately mm-hmm. doing it, but they weren't legitimate, they weren't passing off like 
secret kill lists. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, they Trump was obviously had his staffer sending some things like, "Hey, what is going on here? Why are you guys doing this?" And that, yeah, I mean, why the fuck are you doing that, right? And so, and so, um, it's just it's just absolutely insane to me that this is happening. And now the left is just totally like, "Oh, that's cool. That's okay." I mean, is there is there any depth that anybody could sink to on the left side that would actually make the left push them away, other than? Uh, diverging from the the mainstream narrative. There, no, that's not. <laughs> no, no, there's not. I, up, I don't dude. think there. As long as you're following along with the most narcissistic people, then you're you'll be fine. I just can't. I don't know how. Uh, it doesn't make sense to me, dude. Like, like they, you guys literally just saw the fucking corruptness of your own party. And you just were like, "Oh, that's cool. Yeah, well, you know, it wasn't that bad." Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck? The the your your party said, "I mean, you we we kind of know this hasn't been true for a long time, but they blatantly said the First Amendment isn't absolute." Yes, they don't believe you should have rights. They did. They they literally said that in in the the emails to Twitter. If you guys yes. haven't read those emails, you need to go and check out the. Mm-hmm. You need to go check it out for sure. Yeah. I'm trying to find a place for this. And uh, there was just like a couple hours before the show, uh, Elon fired somebody that was delaying the process of the initial like leaks. Right. Because they were scrubbing the FBI from things. Right. Well, and... and So the FBI is involved. We're going to learn how because they got rid of their... Do you, think, do you think that the Elon Musk will make it long enough to to put out files on the on the FBI? <laughs> he said he, he came out and said, uh, "I'm an assassination target right now." And there's no doubt about it. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely black sites right now that are like ready for Elon, and that's that's terrifying to think about. It's crazy to fucking think about, but but it's not it's not shocking. We were no. told Edward Snowden told us this shit. You know what I mean? Like, there's, it's not the only person that's ever talked about that. Yeah. You know, Kanye is probably on some black sites too right now. You know what I mean? I, I think, I think he's easy enough to, to pass off as unwell. Yeah. They can't do that with Musk. Yeah. They've tried. Mm hmm. They've tried. But it, it just didn't hold. He's, he's, he's a sounder mind than they are. Yeah. Yeah. It was, the, that's the same thing they did with, uh, with John McAfee too, right? Like he's just like, oh, I got all this shit. I'm releasing this stuff. This is what's going on. And they were like, oh, he's he literally tweeted out, "If I kill myself, it wasn't me." And then, and then dead. he, and then he Epstein himself, right? And then he was dead, which doesn't make any fucking sense to anybody who was actually paying attention whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Zero sense. Yeah. But what are you gonna do? I mean, uh, oh yeah, yeah, he definitely, definitely made Mossad's hit list for sure. There's no doubt about it that he's on that list. I, none whatsoever zero and especially after he started doing the net and yahoo thing I, you know what's funny i had this conversation on twitter today um as you guys know i'm pretty religious uh i was baptized recently i i started finding my faith again about three years ago and it's been one of the best things i've ever done for myself i think that everyone should do it uh or you know god's lights on for everybody so if you if come to it when you want but um uh I, somebody on twitter was like it wasn't the jews that killed jesus 
I was like, well, yeah, it definitely was the Jews that that called for him to be murdered by the Romans. I, that's a that's known in history, not just mm-hmm. in the Bible, but also in the Bible, right? Yeah. And then he's like, but it was just a one small community of Jews, the Pharisees and this and that. And I was all, no, every single one of the the Jewish leaders, mm-hmm. everyone called for Jesus's death for saying for saying that he is the son of is god the, is, is the son of god and the king of jews mm-hmm. that was what really got him was he said he's the king of jews he was doing miracles he was doing all this stuff and they specifically said that he is hurting our position as dominant in the religious community that's literally what it says in the bible right i need i need to go read through some of those stories again um with like a more discerning perspective right and under like because when when you grow up with it you don't think about people wanting people's desire for power right and how jesus my jesus was a threat to that but you, but they i mean they literally said he was threatening mm-hmm. their religious their uh dominant religious position because they were the dominant religious uh uh position in, in the world in the world at the time right and that's it's so crazy to think about that because the big the big argument right now is do the Jews have this dominant culture over you know politics and 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 uh, uh, Hollywood and entertainment and the news and all this stuff and then you go back to the Bible and you're like wow they uh they literally called for the the murder of Jesus because he was um threatening their dominant religious culture position. And that's pretty crazy to think about that that argument is going on now when in the Bible it says that's actually what was going on. It's fucking so weird to me, dude. It is a very weird thing to me. Yeah. I don't know. And now they 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 refuse to to call him, uh, Jesus the living son of God, uh the living mm-hmm. savior. They don't believe that he's coming back. They don't believe that he came back after mm-hmm. he was murdered. I mean, that's a that's weird, right? Yeah, it is. It is. I, I've heard the argument like for it. I think I listened to Ben Shapiro explain yeah. it and I just it it didn't make much sense to me. It's just they, crazy. They're like I think they're like latched onto one or two specific verses in pro like sure. prophecy in like Isaiah or something. Sure. Yeah, Josh Josh is uh rescheduling. He can't do tonight because he uh he had a medical emergency. So you guys that are here to see um, Josh Denny, I'm sorry. He will not be here tonight. He is. Mm-hmm. I said in the beginning of the show, uh, he had a medical emergency. And so we're rescheduling. Um, and it's just me and Ryan tonight talking about Twitter files and Jews and other things. And Garfield. Garfield and wrestling and football and, and all the good mm-hmm. stuff in life. Um, uh, so no, he won't be here tonight. But he will. I, I'm really bummed because Josh Denny's hilarious. He's one of he's one of my favorite dudes, but um, the best thing about Josh Denny is he literally has like uh, an entire battalion of like the gayest trolls that troll every single thing he does because they hate him so bad, right? And they will literally pay super chat dividends to have me ask him questions that that are like bad, mm-hmm. and he'll he'll sit there and answer them all night. He'll be like, "No, dude, just let him keep going. It's great. I'm glad <laughs> you're making some money tonight. Yeah, dude, just do it." He's fucking so cool and down to earth and chill. But they talk shit about him because he's like made some stories up. Like comedians don't make up fucking stories. You know what I mean? Like they don't make up fucking stories on stage all the time, it, all the time. Like Dave Chappelle in one of his like most recent specials, very he had the whole whole thing where he's like, "I'm so good." at what I do that I can pull a 
punchline out of a fishbowl and then make up a story and he does it and it's like that's yeah. that story clearly didn't exist but I, I believed it that's literally that's literally part of of comedy i mean that's what they do so i don't give a shit i think josh is hilarious dude but they call him a professional uber driver <laughs> and all this shit but he was just uh he just got like shut down he was supposed to do a stand-up show mm-hmm. in antifa like called the venue over and over and over and then called the police chief and told the police chief that there would be uh that there would be full-scale violence if he didn't shut it down and instead of doing you know what police chiefs are supposed to do and being like okay well we'll stand against you for bringing violence to a free speech comedy show mm-hmm. he said he called the, the the venue and told the venue hey um either you guys shut it down or we're gonna have to come and shut it down for public ha- uh safety can you believe that bullshit Yes. I mean, of course, of course, of course. Uh, AJ Fisher, what's up, dude? He's at the PTO meeting sending mm-hmm. us super chats. I fucking love it. Uh, <laughs> thanks for the $5 super chat. He says the FBI is weaponized terror group used by the feds to prosecute domestic patriots. ATF is their SWAT team. Abolish them both. I say the FBI is uh, is the domestic CIA. I mean, that's what it is. That's really what it is. That's what they are. That's all they are at this point. Um, I, I think that... Um, you know, if if the FBI were to exist, what it should worry about is like, uh, you know, interstate murders. <laughs> you know what I mean? Shit like that. Mm-hmm. Like serial killer, like going after people like Jeffrey Dahmer. You know what I mean? Like because they have really high like up profilers and they've studied all this psychology and shit. It's like, OK, go after the, the those people. Let the localities go after the local crimes and fucking just stop going after everybody for every little fucking thing they do. Mm-hmm. Federal courts are the worst courts in the world. They literally will be like, okay, if you don't take this plea bargain for 20 years, we're going to give you 16 life sentences. Literally. That's what they'll do. And then you're like, okay, well, I'll take the 10 years. You know what I mean? Because, of course, mm-hmm. you don't want to go to court. And, and I'm sorry chance... I jaywalked with my dog off a leash. Exactly. Exactly, dude. It's fucking crazy. Um. James, gentlemen, you've never heard of Josh Denny. He's been on my show twice, three times. I think I had him on an episode of Conspiracy Couch once with me and uh, and uh, Dan Smots and, and Dave Casey. And then I had one show where it was just me and him. And he's fucking hilarious, dude. That guy's great. He's also been on Tower Power Hour. So James was claiming earlier that he started the whole Ian thing. He may have, dude. He may have. Yeah, he may have. He was our first guest in, yeah. the, in the studio, in the new studio. I and, he well, I have. think you were the one that first called me Ian. Yeah, I was. Well, I was. I was definitely saying that you were my Ian Crossland. Yeah, but I don't think anybody started comparing you to Ian until we actually went live, and James was like, "Oh, I see it now." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I see. Yeah, Ryan is Ian in Josh's backyard. Yeah, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe he did, dude. I told uh, you. I told you, dude. Okay. I said you were my Ian Crossland. Yeah. But... I know. I know. Layton has been the one that's kept it going the most. Oh yeah, yeah. Layton's the homie too. We gotta. I wish Layton. I hope Layton. Layton needs to take a trip to the mainland here he, he and come hang be. out with us, dude. He'd be he'd be great on the couch. Mm-hmm. I love Layton to death. He's one yeah. of my favorites. Um. So what do you what do you think is gonna come of these Twitter files? Do you think anything's even gonna happen at all? I mean, I'm I'm not exactly sure. Like on on a governmental level, nothing will happen. People know they can get away with it, and they don't care if you're upset about it. Right. Which is really fucking lame, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, really, really dumb. But, yeah, I'm I'm not really sure what the effects of this will be. I think, as a society, we're just kind of so, so 
persistently shell shocked that we're numb to it. Right. So when it says when blatant corruption like that and is exposed, we're just like, uh, wonder, wonder, wonder what's next on TikTok or. Yeah, no shit. Did you see? Did you see the the blatant corruption that I exposed today with uh, my? Oh yeah. About Nick Sarwark. Yeah, I I I was helping people uh, learn what uh. What is it? Wedges squared. Wedge squared. Yeah. Wedge squared. Yeah, I was I was explaining to people what they do. See, they they like cut. They take like door wedges and cut them so they're squares. Yeah, that's uh anyway, so it's no, it's really funny. It would be more useful than what they do. It's really funny. So So Nick Sarwark was the chairman of the Libertarian National Committee for three terms. He's the longest running, longest sitting chair of the Libertarian National Committee. Mm-hmm. Um and he fooled a lot of people in the beginning that he was this great libertarian and then immediately started to do all kinds of corrupt shit behind the scenes and then by his last term he couldn't keep it behind the scenes anymore and everyone saw his real face, right? And um I was calling it out for two terms almost, right? Mm-hmm. And then I had to sit on the board with him for, for a full term as the chair, and I was an at-large rep. Uh, and I sat across from him, and I watched the eyes, dude. I could see it in his fucking eyes. He was scheming for ways to take money from the party and throw the party into chaos. I could see it all the fucking time, dude. I was like, this guy is is out there. There's something going on with him. That's why I call him a Fed, because I, I don't know why you would do the things you're doing unless you were some kind of chaos mm-hmm. agent paid. Either you've been compromised or you're an actual agent, okay? Um, and so when he lost terribly in May, prior to this, when he had stepped down from being the chair in 2020, yes, 2020, um, when and he had Joe Bishop Hinchman run against me, mm-hmm. which, by the way, I'm pretty sure, I'm, I'm almost 100% positive they cheated win that election i'm not gonna be the stop the steal guy but there was definitely some signs so anyways so joe took over and he moved to new hampshire because you know when you can't disrupt the libertarian party anymore go disrupt the free straight project right because they're actually being successful and this and that and so he moved there and he started wedge squared and um the libertarian policy institute both Mm -hmm. and uh, from what i understand the first check came from bill weld okay um, and I watched him in the lead up to that, go around the country and try to find as many campaigns as he could to give him money, give him money. I don't, I don't think he did any really serious consulting work with wedge squared. Wedge squared is a consulting firm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but he got a bunch of candidates wrapped up. None of those candidates won. He ran locally, uh, for prosecutor or something Yeah, in New Hampshire, uh, district attorney, district attorney, something like that. He raised $18,000, his, ex- his expenditures, $13,000 to Wedge Squared, his own company, okay? So he literally, three quarters of what he raised went into his pocket. His wife ran. She raised 8000 5000 5000 went to uh, Wedge Squared. Their best friend, Richard Manzo, raised 2500 900 went to Wedge Squared. And this is not even including their gubernatorial candidate that paid them, mm-hmm. the gubernatorial candidate from Arkansas that paid them, uh, tons of candidates, I'm sure, from Alabama, because I know they had a lot to do with that. I'm sure Marshall, uh, Marshall Burt and all these other candidates around the country probably paying them. They probably made hundreds of thousands of dollars off this, and not a single one of their candidates won. Not a single one. Mm-hmm. And he paid himself three-quarters of the funds that he raised. That, my friends 
is absolute fucking disgusting political corruption. Is it legal? Maybe. And you you got to remember, Josh, their their office really needed that hot tub. Listen, is is it legal? Maybe. Ethical? Moral? Uh, not scumbaggery? No. Terrible shit. All of it. And they know it. They know it. And they took money from libertarian candidates and did not help them win. Now they turn around and they talk all this shit about the LNC, who is taking no money from libertarian candidates. The candidates don't pay us for shit. Okay, for a long time, the LNC had its own comp- like own business making uh, websites for candidates for free, and they had all kinds of free candidate resources, and uh, they helped them with like the candidate in a, in a package deal where you could learn how to do campaign plans and all this shit. We didn't take a dollar from them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We fundraise on our own. And so, um, and none of that money goes into anybody's personal pockets, right? At all. Zero dollars of it goes into any of our personal pockets. In fact, if you're on the LNC for the National Committee of the Libertarian Party, you are a fucking volunteer. You do not get paid. Meanwhile, the chairs of the DNC and the, and the RNC are making uh, $750,000 a year. Okay, so, so when people are like, oh, why doesn't the Libertarian Party win and this and that and this and that? Because we don't have the fucking resources, dude. Our, our national committee doesn't even get paid. We, we, it's all on our own dime. Like, I have to go down to New Mexico in March for, for the national committee meeting. Um, and it's $700 flight and another $200 hotel. And you know what I mean? And like, yeah. we have to pay that all out of pocket. No, the, the party does not pay that for us. Not for the chair, not for the vice chair, not for any of the at-large reps, not for any of the region reps or the alternates or the, the only people that get paid are staff. So, so to watch this fuckhead, this piece of shit, fucking federal agent take money from libertarian candidates that already don't have resources, mm-hmm. do fucking nothing and help no wins, garbage. What a garbage fucking person. Do not send money to Nick Sarwark. Zero dollars. Make him go back to being a fucking a public defender again because he should not be working in politics, in my opinion. He's just like the rest of the fucking terrible people that I met in politics, dude. He's no different. He's the same. He's the same as the worst file scumbag corrupt motherfuckers in D.C. He's the same person. Fuck him. I don't know. What do you think? I mean, I, I haven't interacted with him much. I haven't... Uh, what I know him most for is uh, faking the shoulder bump. Yeah, the the shoulder. The bump. guy should have played fucking soccer. Mm-hmm. If you guys haven't seen that, that was hilarious. He uh, he basically he basically pulled a LeBron James at the national convention yeah. after he had lost the entire weekend. Then Sunday afternoon, he uh, ran into somebody and turned around and said, "He punched me." Yep. <laughs> yeah. Called the cops and everything. And I I'm someone that's slow to see the bad in people. So, well, I used to be a Nick Far- Sarwark fan, if you can believe that. In like 2016, when I left, because I, you know, I, I had already left the Republican Party in 2000 and not, 2009, 2010, I left the Republicans because after what I watched them do to Ron Paul, there was no way, yeah, no way I was going to take part in that again. Um, and then in, and then I stayed, you know, politically jaded and homeless for quite some time. And then I joined the Libertarian Party in 2010. I emailed the National Committee a bunch. Nobody ever got back to me. So I stopped my donations after three months. Came back in 2016. Now you got to remember I had worked on Ron Paul's campaign in fucking California. So I had to like, I had to like struggle. You know what I mean? It was not easy in the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so I, I went back um, uh, to the Libertarian Party about 2015 watching the shit show lead up to 2016. 
And I was like, there's no way I'm going to be part of this. And Nick was a fucking badass back then. And he was just starting his second term, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 2016 to 2018, 2018 to 2020. Yeah, he was just starting his, his second term in 2016. And I was like, yeah, this dude's fucking dope, dude. He's like, he's like, you know, he gave this this now famous speech, really, that, uh, you know, your, your tears are delicious and your parties will die. It was beautiful, dude. Like, I was like, yes, dude, this guy's fucking tight. And he got everybody fooled. Everybody fooled. And meanwhile, he's like, look what I'm doing with this hand back here. He's fucking doing back, background shit to, to try and ruin the party, dude. Mm-hmm. Clearly a federal agent. Clearly. I don't know. I don't know. It's, I, 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 learned, I, I, I learned again this week that sometimes people just don't, you, people behave in ways that you cannot physically comprehend. Because the the thought the thought of doing what they're doing wouldn't wouldn't have a chance of crossing your mind, right? Well, it's, it was, it was, I don't remember what the quote was. Uh, um, Nick Starwark may not be a federal agent, but if he was, what would he be doing differently? Right? Yeah, I don't think he'd be doing anything differently. He would be doing exactly what he's doing. And you got to remember, I, I try to bring it up on the show all the time. Like he came out of nowhere in Maryland, said that he was a generational libertarian. Okay, Maryland. We know that Baltimore is real close to where the CIA is, the NSA, mm-hmm. all this shit, right? And he came out of nowhere and started taking over the Maryland party. When that didn't really go his way anymore after that, he went to the Colorado and started taking over the Colorado party. When that was kind of done, he went back to, to his home state of Arizona and became the national chairman. Mm-hmm. Then when that was over, he went to the Free State Project, who doesn't like him, by the way, at all. I don't even think they let him to come to their like meetups or anything. I know, I know. Jeremy Kaufman kind of likes him. No, he doesn't like Nick at all. He, he yeah, but no, he doesn't. He, like he tweeted out like support for him for his ca- yeah, his campaign. His, yeah. his tweeted out support. Did you, do you remember what he said? He said no. he said fi- I'm finally I'm very glad to see Nick finally running as what he is a Democrat, and I wish him luck because he ran as a Democrat. Did he? I thought he ran as a libertarian. He did, but he got the Democrat line too. Him and Richard Manzo and I think his wife, Valerie. Okay. So they actually were on the Democratic ballot. And that was what Jeremy um that was what Well Jeremy like on on election day he tweeted out something about voting with a yard sign of his and then Nick's right above it. Well sure. I mean Because Jeremy's super like Let's get along. The funny thing about Jeremy is people treat him like he's this fucking monster. And he's like the, the he's so chillest he, fucking like hippie love so everybody who you'll ever meet. He's so like forgiving and just yeah. he, he seeks out the best people. Like right. I'm I'm slow to recognize the bad in people, but Jeremy just looks actively. for the actively looks for the good in people. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's it's admirable. Yeah, he's a good dude, man. He's a really, really good dude, and and he does not get the credit he deserves because the losers have have painted him as some fucking monster, and it's just not who he is. He's a really good dude, like a really good family and, man, hippie, like and like incredibly smart and well read. So smart. Oh, like like one of the you guys got to understand. I've had a lot of really smart people on the show. Mm-hmm. Fuck, I've had uh, Jeff Deist on the show, and 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 Per Byland, and all these wonderful fucking huge thinkers have been on my show uh and he's one of the smartest people i've ever had on here it's not even close uh, out of all the all the guests that 
we've had on, I think, I think Jeremy was the smartest. He just no was no in, it's definitely so James, insightful. It's definitely James Gentleman was number one, number one smartest dude on the show for sure. Love that guy to death. James, come back and do the show, buddy. My uh, my buddy, I got a buddy coming down from Minnesota to do the show on Thursday. Oh, nice. Brett Brett Lindensfelser, who's a really good buddy of mine, and he he works okay. in ammunitions. So okay. that'll be fun to have him on, and he's really cool. And he'll probably get stoned and drunk and have a good time, yeah. and may probably spend the night and all that shit too. So he'll be here Thursday. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyways, uh, we're getting to the end of the show. I think mm-hmm. we, I think we've rambled on long enough. Yeah, um, we should do a members only because yeah, I have we'll a story. Some, yeah, we'll talk about your story only. in the members only. He's got a really funny fucking story today that we should we should talk about, and we'll talk about that in the members only chat. He can't talk about it in the in the public stream. So. I cannot. Yeah, so you guys should join the join the channel memberships uh, on YouTube or Patreon or Subscribestar. Patreon and Subscribestar are both the websites dot com and then uh, forward slash Break the Cycle JS. Uh, you can sign up at any level there, I think, except for like the, the $3 level won't get you into the members only stuff, but everything else will get you into the members only stuff. And, uh, you support the show and you get to see all the after hour stuff where we go, we go extra hard in the after hours quite frequently. So that's the fun place. Cause I don't monetize it on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And so YouTube just doesn't give a shit what I'm doing with it basically. Cause it's, it's, it's unlisted mm-hmm. and it's, and it's, it's not monetized. So like nobody ever sees it except for the people that pay. So, yep. Uh, YouTube does not give a shit about it. AJ Fisher, thanks for the $2 super chat. It's funny that our co-host is uh, one of the yeah. only people throwing super chats tonight. Uh, he says Project Veritas should cover Sarwark. I agree. I I agree fully uh, that they should. Um, but anyways, Ryan, you got anything before we go? Uh, follow me on Twitter at BulldogGamer28. I think everybody in the ch- everybody oh, wait, seen in the wait, chat. Don't go too far. Is. We got to do... Uh, we gotta do oh, some... yeah, we got to do Blood of Tyrants. Yeah, we, you guys got to check out Blood of Tyrants for me real quick before we get mm-hmm. going. And, and, uh, and of course, my, my buddy Peace Hawk Coffee, too. But Peace Hawk. The yeah, Tree of Liberty must be watered from time to time with the blood of tyrants. The official spirit of 1776. Smooth. Flavorful. Merlot. For any revolution... Tyrants are losing their heads over this wine. Enjoy the taste of freedom. Drink the blood of tyrants. Order today at bloodoftyrants.wine. Save 10% with the code BREAK. Guys, you should uh, also check out Peace Hawk Coffee if you get a chance. Peace Hawk Coffee with the small coffee roasting business. Peace Hawk will sell delicious micro-batched uh, roasted coffee online while donating at least $1 of every pound sold to worthy foreign aid organizations like Yemen Relief and Reconstruction Foundation, who has expressed support for this project, by the way. Uh, while their initial focus will be on Yemen, Ethiopian coffee, they'll have some affordable Central American varieties available soon, too. However, PSOC will always donate at least $1 to every pound uh, for every pound sold to worthy foreign aid organizations. When you buy PSOC coffee, you're not only buying great coffee, you have a chance to support the economies of countries struggling against the effects of war, uh, support stellar private aid foundations doing life-saving work abroad, support stateside peace activists like me, my friend Will Hobson, and everybody who's ever been on the show uh, for the future. Uh, the name PSOC will be the counter to the Warhawk, who is aggressively pro-peace or pro-war. Uh, this company will be aggressively pro peace. Sign up for their email list now at peacehawk.coffee where you can get uh, all the updates on when it goes live. I just got two bags of the coffee uh, delivered. I'll be sharing it with my good friend Ryan. We'll be we'll be taste testing maybe on air next next week on Thursday. What do you think? Okay, I can I can do a sip, but I normally don't do. You don't ca- drink coffee? I don't do caffeine after four thirty, and my limit for coffee a day is I max out at four ounces. Otherwise, I 
I like four start to, ounces. Yeah, four ounces. Otherwise, I get jittery. Bro, I like I like spill four ounces of the probably a hundred ounces a day that I drink. <laughs> I can't. How do you do it, bro? Oh, it's because you don't have seven kids. <laughs> and just I, wait, buddy. Just wait. I I, I you'll need st- it eventually. I take a stimulant in the morning, and I drink a lot of Diet Dr Pepper. What do you take? Can, what stimulant do you take? Uh, Concerta. What the fuck is that? It's the dopamine reuptake inhibitor. It's ADHD medication. Oh, you take ADHD medication? Yes. Oh, shit, dude. He's going to come in here and mass shoot me one of these days. What? No. That's, that's SSRI. <laughs> oh, right, right. <laughs> Which I did I did take for yeah. a while. They put me on that shit when I was a kid, too. And I fucking, my mom was like, it makes you a zombie. I don't want you out anymore. So she took me off all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I enjoy my ADHD, dude. I've learned to enjoy it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have finished college without yeah. medication. And I wouldn't be, I didn't finish college. I wouldn't so. be a terribly <laughs> functional or, successful person in everyday life if i if i didn't have it i would i would be i'd be off doing some weird creative thing i've learned i've I've legitimately there's still some really bad habits i have because of my my adhd but i have actually 100 percent learned how to harness my adhd into something positive dude and it was fucking hard it wasn't it took me i mean it took me till my almost 40s yeah and i yeah i've learned how to do some of that like when when i like you, you've seen like the thing, the things that I know a lot about. I've just hyper focused on it for right. long periods of time and just gotten obsessed with learning about it. Yeah, it, it, I'm, I'm, I'm serious. I've like learned how to harness it, and that's how I do my reselling. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and that's how I do the show and mm-hmm. all this thing. It's because of that. Like, it's the only reason I've been able to do what I can do. So, uh, AJ Fisher, another another two dollars super chat. Thank you, sir. He said he'll bring apple fritters on Thursday. I'm sure Brett Lindenfelser will appreciate that. <laughs> he's uh he's dope, man. I love Brett. He's one of my one of my very favorite guys. Uh, he's been a supporter of the show for a fucking long, long, long time too. And uh, his brother uh, was supposed to come on the show. Hmm. Oh, I was trying to get them both to come on. People want me to do an arc off my meds. I yes, you should. That'd be savage. You guys want to hear me? Without it, I mean, I, I can, I can usually, usually, usually after two days without taking it, taking it, I really start to start to like feel the effects, and it's like, it's it's weird to describe, but it's like my thoughts are like far more separated, yeah. and. And then uh, I can't sit still with the shit, so I wouldn't. You guys wouldn't enjoy the show because you wouldn't be able to hear me because I'd be rolling around this fucking couch or just like back on the ground, feet up in the air. I you know what I think we need I to do? I can't buddy. sit still. You know what I think all. we need to do? I think we need to have an episode where you don't do your meds for the day and then you take mushrooms. Okay, uh, that'd like, be I like savage. I do want to take mushrooms at some point. Yeah, well, you don't want to have a, you not, don't want to have a stimulant in you when you take mushrooms. I promise you, it's not a good. It's not a good combo. Well, I mean, if it mo- for the most part, uh, like the the stimulants mostly out of me at this time of the day. Okay. So it's because I take it at like seven thirty in the morning. Yeah. And just, it's you want to take a, ten hours. Take like a for your first time, take like an eighth of mushrooms and just smoke like a half ounce of weed, dude. You'll be doing great. I won't. Okay, I'll <laughs> do mushrooms, but I won't smoke weed. That's the gayest thing I've ever heard in my life. Maybe of all time. It there, I have like I have reasoning behind it because I'm I'm already a pretty pretty relaxed 
individual. And is that what you call it? What you do? Kind of relaxed. Is that what yeah. you call? Is that what I, you call I'm, it? I'm pretty nonchalant. <laughs> as it, as beer it is, and loathing and WDSM, <laughs> and I, I think, I think weed would exasperate that. No, not when, not when you have and not when you have uh, ADHD, buddy. I'll tell you, when I smoke weed, it fucking, I'm like, woo, ready to go. I don't smoke really very often, but uh, things have like opposite effects on you when you're ADHD. Yeah. Right. Because like one of the reasons I wouldn't be as like relaxed and kind of nonchalant as I am. Right. Without my stimulant. No, I'm not going to get him started with microdosing, Joe. I'm going to make him take a whole eighth of like the gold flecked mushrooms. It'll be fun. It'll be fun to watch. You'll be fine. Oh, yeah. I I, I don't have worries about being on mushrooms. That's so bizarre to me because you can have a totally bad trip on mushrooms, dude. It can happen. Yeah, I could, and they're I could, fuck, and they I, suck. I've had one. They yeah, suck. They're not fun. I think I think I'd be all right. Yeah. Well, shit, man. Well, shit. I think we're gonna get out of here. You wanna you wanna drop anything before we leave? I mean, they know my Twitter. Uh, I don't know. I. I I don't really got I don't really got much else. Jesus, dude. Okay. Well, if you guys want to uh, do me a favor and go follow my buddy on Twitter at Bulldog Gamer, he is the man. Uh, he's he's a really sweet dude. He's very good with my my kids and family and stuff like that. So uh, we love we love Ryan to death, even if we don't always agree with everything Ryan says here. Uh, and go follow our guest for next week, Brett Lindenfelser. He's fucking dope. Uh, he's on Twitter at Lindenfelser one nine one. That's L I N D E N F E L S E R one nine one. Dude's cool shit, man. He needs some more. Uh, he needs some more dudes following him. And you guys are good dudes. Uh, I'll see you on Thursday for the show with Brett. Um, it's going to be a good time. I love you all. Uh, don't forget to break cycle. Due to legal reasons, I just have to explain. The lyrics of my last song may seem to contain a violent call to action in the verse of the frame. But I just landed in Minecraft. The helicopter part was in reference to GTA 5 and the things you do So any violence you commit, I am not an excuse Cause I just landed in Minecraft Well, Chipper is my friend and he's constantly cold Accusations of incitement getting totally old Make your own choices, yeah, you have control Because I just landed in Minecraft Obviously, I would never advocate force Unless it's due process and a trial, of course And if you're convicted, we will make you a course In Minecraft, just in Minecraft Girl, nothing I mean, you know it Your product is getting close to COVID